0: Good evening. Our top story tonight, Justin Fields, the future Pittsburgh Steeler. That's what we're starting here. And that is what Vegas is telling all of us. The odds for Justin Fields to become the next quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers have shifted drastically over the past 48, 24 hours. We have seen a massive shift. It looks like Justin Fields very well could be the future of pittsburghs we've got that we've got other off season news updates to bring you as well on player profiler today are back and just a reminder make sure you subscribe to the player profiler news channel on youtube this show will be migrating over to the news channel we will be the flagship show of the news channel so make sure you subscribe to player profiler news on youtube if you want to stay up to date with player profiler today we're also going to be moving back to seven days a week you'll have me you'll have a bunch of other hosts every night at 7 p.m so make sure you stay tuned make sure you subscribe to player profiler news and make sure you pay attention all off season long we're going to be talking about all these quarterbacks Lots of moves to be made. Lots of things shaking and breaking. And so far, Justin Fields, it looks like his next destination is going to be with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Justin Fields, it was reported yesterday by Adam Schefter that Mike Tomlin absolutely loves Justin Fields, that Mike Tomlin has always been a fan. And so we've seen the odds shift. From plus 550 to minus 125 that Justin Fields will be the next quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this is no guarantee. Vegas gets things wrong all the time. Vegas is about hedging their bets and making sure they don't lose money. Vegas is about playing it safe. And so when you get a massive bomb like that from Adam Schefter that the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin loves Justin Fields. They've got to protect themselves. Well, there's a clear favorite now for Justin Fields. So adjust the odds. And when there's a new clear favorite, if we start hearing reports that the Atlanta Falcons love Justin Fields, I'm sure there will be an odds shift then. But for now, Vegas is telling us Justin Fields to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this honestly makes a lot of sense because in the past, we talked about Justin Fields going to the Atlanta Falcons. That was with who as a head coach? We talked about this earlier. Previously, quite a bit that Arthur Smith actually loved Justin Fields, and that if Arthur Smith was brought back to Atlanta, that Arthur Smith would target Justin Fields as his next quarterback. And now, Arthur Smith, who loves Justin Fields reportedly, joins Mike Tomlin, who also reportedly loves Justin Fields. So everything is converging for Justin Fields to become the face of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, that being said. We have also heard Ryan Tannehill linked to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And could it be both realistically? Because Ryan Tannehill more than likely going to be signing for a backup slash co-starter type contract. Is Kenny Pickett really the backup that the Pittsburgh Steelers want? Do they want to demote him to third string behind Justin Fields and Ryan Tannehill? Could Ryan Tannehill help develop Kenny Pickett? not mutually exclusive. So Justin Fields, the Pittsburgh Steelers is gaining a lot of steam. And this would honestly be a great fit with Arthur Smith because Arthur Smith in his offense, there's a lot of issues that we saw with the Atlanta Falcons. He struggled and overthought it, not getting the ball to his best playmakers, Drake London and Bijan Robinson. But before that, with the Tennessee Titans, we saw he was capable of doing that with Mike Vrabel as his head coach. Mike Tomlin steering the way will be able to say, hey, get the ball to our playmakers. And one thing Arthur Smith does well and that he did well with the Atlanta Falcons is the run concepts. It is diversity in the run game. They run, they're able to run zone. They're able to run power. They're able to do all sorts of things with the Atlanta Falcons. He also had a very great run game with the Tennessee Titans. And so adding Justin Fields to that, a quarterback who can run the football, who can open up those rushing lanes it fits. It all works together. The Pittsburgh Steelers have multiple tight ends that can be on the field. Darnell Washington can see more snaps. Connor Hayward can see more snaps. We already know Pat Fryermuth is the tight end one for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which means more just two wide receivers, which works for the Steelers. Allen Robinson was a failure as that wide receiver three. Calvin Austin didn't really work out as wide receiver three. So fewer three wide receiver sets for the Pittsburgh Steelers, more running with Justin Fields. It very well could work out. So I'm excited to see the Pittsburgh Steelers explore this. I honestly kind of love the idea of Justin Fields to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin gets a quarterback that he can win with. And if it doesn't work out, then Mike Tomlin can finally move on and start fresh like Andy Reid, and have that career birth. So that is the news for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Justin Fields. We've got so much more news across the NFL right after this word
1: from the pod father. Hey, you're in your fantasy draft and someone says, hey, that guy's injury prone. I don't want him. And you're like, I don't know. I don't think you can predict injuries. Well, guess what? Now you can! Injury proneness is real! At Player Profiler, we have the data on these players, and it's all in the Injury Finder app. Their injury track record back through time, exactly where they were injured, how severe it is. We look at the BMI data, and we crunch it all together, and we give you probabilities that a player will miss multiple games this NFL season, as well as the complete database of NFL injuries and the ability to compare two players and look at their injury track record. The Injury Finder is powerful, and it's only 5 bucks. If it's worth it to have that peace of mind when you're drafting, go get it. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add Titan Premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player and you can compare their lifetime value rating from player profiler to their dynasty ADP at the FFPC all in the price lookup tool and beyond that we have a trade analyzer so you'll never lose another dynasty trade again and in our settings you can set this is a win now team this is a rebuilding team and then we let you compare players look at their metrics side by side prospect metrics NFL metrics it's all there it's five bucks in the app store there's some add-ons for super flex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. So in order for Justin Fields to join the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's
0: going to have to be a trade. We're hearing a second, third-round pick for Justin Fields could get the deal done. And we're also hearing that Hassan Reddick we mentioned a couple of days ago that Hassan Reddick was on the trade market; that he was free to seek a new deal. The Eagles' edge rusher, who has been dominant these past couple of years with Philly, was given permission to seek a trade. Now, the interesting thing about that is Hassan Reddick actually didn't ask for a trade; said didn't say he wanted a trade. Was just offered it by the Pittsburgh, or by the Philadelphia Eagles. Sorry that if he wants, he can go seek it because Hassan Reddick in the final year of his deal. Basically, the Eagles saying, yeah, probably not going to get an extension done. So if you want to look for an extension, hey, go somewhere else, shop around. Keep in mind, Eagles did the same thing with Darius Slay and the and allowed him to negotiate a new deal. Negotiate a trade never happened and said the Eagles end up paying Darius Slay. So don't be surprised when Hassan Reddick ends up with the Philadelphia Eagles for another season. Speaking of players returning. I truly expect T. Higgins to return to the Cincinnati Bengals. T. Higgins is expected to be hit with the franchise tag. And so we're going to be getting the band back together, running it back for one more year with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. And who at wide receiver three? Because Tyler Boyd is also a free agent. And Tyler Boyd, it sounds like, will be entering free agency will be negotiating with other teams. Tyler Boyd more than likely has played his last snap with the Cincinnati Bengals. So does it become Andre Yoshivas? Is he now the wide receiver three for the Cincinnati Bengals? Is he that third option in the passing game, playing the slot? Is it Charlie Jones, who was drafted ahead of Andre Yoshivas? Didn't have the success that Yoshi did this season, but Charlie Jones, a dangerous punt returner as well. Or is it Trent Irwin, Trent Taylor, whoever, as that wide receiver three for the Cincinnati Bengals? Or is it gonna be someone in the draft? And will they finally add a tight end of consequences? Brock Bowers destined to be a Cincinnati Bengal. Lots of moving parts, but we know the Alpha, Jamar Chase not going anywhere, and T Higgins, the beta, but closer to an alpha than a beta. T Higgins, the wide receiver, too. That's a lot of targets going to be sucked up, and if they don't add a third wide receiver of consequence, if they do roll with Yoshi Voss, who I do lo- quite like, that's just going to be more be, mean more targets for Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Speaking of those LSU wide receivers, Justin Jefferson needs to know what the plan is at quarterback before he signs with the Minnesota Vikings long term. That will be all worked out over the next couple of months. Whether Kirk Cousins is brought back or the Vikings decide it is too much of a bidding war, that remains to be seen. But Justin Jefferson wants to know what the plan is before he signs with the Minnesota Vikings long-term. Though, when he does sign, and he's probably going to sign with the Minnesota Vikings, he is going to be the top-paid wide receiver in the NFL. That is just a fact. That is just something that is going to happen. So be ready for that. Be prepared for that. Other news around the NFL, we have some coaching hires. The Washington Commanders continue to round out their staff. Anthony Lynn, the former head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, former offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, is now with the Washington Commanders as their run game coordinator. And this actually kind of works because Anthony Lynn was not a great offensive coordinator and he wasn't a great head coach either. But Anthony Lynn, With the Buffalo Bills, a lot of success as the running back coach. Interim head coach for a spell there as well. and had some success. But Anthony Lynn is good at creating run schemes. Very similar to Arthur Smith. They are good at designing running games. And so that works for the Washington Commanders because that's something Cliff Kingsbury has been very bad at with the Arizona Cardinals. Not much of a scheme there other than just, hey, We're going to line up in shotgun and we're going to run inside zone. So hopefully there's a little bit of a meshing of these two offenses and hopefully whatever quarterback, the Washington commanders select at two is able to have the best of both worlds from the air raid to a more modern traditional NFL offense as well. And speaking of the commanders at two, there are certain companies, certain mock drafts out there with the clickbait saying that the commanders are going to trade back from two but still take a quarterback in JJ McCarthy. I'm sure you've all seen it over on Twitter, but that's ridiculous. That is absolutely absurd. So you're saying that the commanders are confident that they've got their guy that they've got their quarterback of the future, but they're also not into him enough to draft him at two, that they're going to trade back and get value. That works at other positions. That doesn't work at the quarterback position. If you believe someone is a difference maker, You just draft them at two. You don't trade back and draft J.J. McCarthy at 12 instead. So no, if the commanders take J.J. McCarthy, which I don't expect them to do, I do think J.J. McCarthy is QB4 more than likely, at least that's what we're hearing right now. I don't think he passes Jaden Daniels. I don't think he passes Drake May. But if the commanders have it that way, he's going at two. There's not going to be a trade back. That is just silly. So we'll see what quarterback is going to be working with Anthony Lynn and Cliff Kingsbury. They also had some shuffling in the front office. Lance Newmark is the new assistant general manager the Lions' senior director of player personnel, being with the team since 1998. That is a massive change. That is a big change for the Detroit Lions with someone who's done very well. We've seen the drafts over the past couple of years. We've seen some of the free agent signings for the Detroit Lions. They have figured it out finally. So this is not insignificant. As a Steelers fan, I'm in for Fields as long as it's appropriate capital. I have a hard time giving up a first or second. I think it's going to end up being a second, but I'd be all right with that. I would honestly be all right with that. Justin Fields still has a lot of talent. I still believe Justin Fields is a starting quarterback in the NFL and a good one at that. You just have to move on. You just have to restart that clock rather than keeping Justin Fields around for another year and then having to decide whether you give him a contract extension or not. It is time for the Bears to start that cycle over. They've got three years with a new rookie quarterback before they have to pay big and make this decision once again. Uh, Final things for the commanders. Martin Mayhew goes from general manager to senior personnel executive and Marty Herney, the former general manager of the Carolina Panthers, Came over to the Commanders with Ron Rivera. He's gone from an executive vice president to an advisory role, so there's some shuffling there. The Chargers have rounded out their staff as well. Mark Trestman, who everyone remembers for his time with the Chicago Bears, a very unsuccessful tenure. After having great success in the CFL, going from the CFL to the NFL as a coach, Uh, I don't know about that one. I, uh, uh, I don't know about that one. Go on as a player, because we just saw the CFL Defensive Player of the Year go to the Detroit Lions. That one I'm all right with. It's worth a shot, at least. We saw Cameron Wake do it. Not saying it's going to be Cameron Wake, but it is at least worth a shot to take that risk on a player. Mark Tressman didn't work out as a head coach, but he's going to be a senior offensive assistant for the Chargers. And The Chargers add a former player, Nick Hardwick, their former center. Played 11 seasons with the San Diego Chargers. Now he joins the LA Chargers as an assistant offensive line coach. So congratulations to him. The Broncos rounding out their staff as well. Pete Carmichael, the former Saints uh, Saints offense coordinator who was fired. He's now a senior offensive analyst. And Jim Leonard, who was the defensive coordinator for the Wisconsin Badgers before becoming the interim head coach. Spent the past season, I believe, at Illinois. Indiana either way Jim Leonard very successful college defensive coordinator wasn't quite ready to be a head coach at that time very successful career as an NFL player as well special teams and kind of just that guy that could be relied upon he got the green dot for Rex Ryan a couple times he is now the DB coach slash defensive pass game coordinator for the Broncos so Jim Leonard makes that jump to the NFL as a former player coach in college now he's in the big leagues speaking of his former New York Jets the Jets are expected to have new uniforms in 2024 that is huge because I'm not a big fan of the Jets current uniform the Jets have really struggled to get it right in the uniform department over these past couple years so they're going to restart this and hopefully the reboot is able to work and able to get some excitement with Aaron Rodgers speaking of excitement at quarterback Anthony Richardson is back Anthony Richardson is throwing he had surgery on his shoulder and according to his doctor and stop me if you've heard this before but a player is ahead of schedule in the rehab oh <gasps> But for real, it is pretty impressive that Anthony Richardson is already throwing, that his doctor says he is six to eight weeks ahead of schedule. That is all good news. It's all preferable to bad news, like J.K. Dobbins, where you could see last year he was struggling. Then he finally has a redo surgery and then makes it back to the field. But It's much better to hear this now, all the optimism for Anthony Richardson. Glad to see him throwing. So Anthony Richardson, absolutely ahead of schedule. Love to see it. Very, very excited to see what Anthony Richardson does in 2024. Anthony Richardson is that caliber of player that he could move up to Dynasty QB1 territory. I know everyone got real mad at that list the other day. Over on Twitter, all of the ranking, the 32 quarterbacks that we had, and everyone was outraged. But Anthony Richardson ahead of Jalen Hurts. I absolutely disagree with that right now. I think Jalen Hurts is underrated at this point based on the public opinion. But Anthony Richardson is that kind of guy that can ascend, that can join the ranks of Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes in dynasty speaking of Patrick Mahomes our hearts go out to all of those that were impacted in Kansas City today during the Super Bowl parade there was a shooting and as of now we know of one person dead 22 injured and it's just it it's heartbreaking it's absolutely heartbreaking 11 kids are being treated right now there are three in custody and it's just ah it's it's just awful it's just absolutely awful so our hearts go out to everyone that is impacted by the situation, uh, the, the players, and yeah, it's just a mess. It's it's an absolute mess. Moving on to what we got from the parade, Chris Jones is going to be back with the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris Jones says he is not going anywhere, that this year he wants to be there, that next year Chris Jones wants to be there, and the year after that Chris Jones Already talking about signing a three year contract with the Kansas City Chiefs. So I had said previously, I think Chris Jones is gone. I think he's going to seek big money elsewhere. Sounds like Kansas City is going to pay and bring Chris Jones home. Severely hurts his leverage here in negotiation, something that is acknowledged by his agent. His agent tweets that they need to cut. Chris Jones off that they need to stop the beers from flowing that Chris Jones was too drunk and they'll get back to the negotiation tables. Chris Jones going to be back with the Kansas city chiefs. So if he gets the big contract, does that mean Lajarius Sneed the star corner of the Kansas city chiefs? Is he going to end up walking in free agency and receive the big money or are the chiefs going to free up more money by moving Patrick Mahomes' contract around. We've heard that talked about quite a bit. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, just to appreciate his greatness right now, there have been 125 postseason drives since 2001, where there has been under one minute left in the game, and the team with the ball is trailing by seven. Only 40% of the time, though, in those situations, does the quarterback succeed, tie the game or win the game. Tom Brady did it five times in 11 attempts. 46% of the time, Tom Brady in the fourth quarter with one minute left was able to seal the deal and get the win. Drew Brees in the playoffs, 50% of the time he was able to do that. Patrick Mahomes out of the seven opportunities that Patrick Mahomes has had with one minute left down seven or less win or tie the game, Patrick Mahomes is a perfect 7-for-7. Seven seven. Now, this stat is skewed because it doesn't include overtime and his matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals, where it didn't work out. Pretty sure he threw an interception against the Cincinnati Bengals in overtime. But in the fourth quarter, Patrick Mahomes has absolutely been electric. Patrick Mahomes is the best of all time. Truly, truly the best of all time. You can debate the GOAT status because Tom Brady has the better resume. Patrick Mahomes will be the GOAT. Patrick Mahomes better than Tom Brady. It, end of story. Just end of story. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, Steve Spagnola, the defensive coordinator, he receives a contract extension today. We don't know for how long, but Steve Spagnuolo is going to be the defensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs for a long, long time. And... Couple other updates for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've got the first game of week one. So, will the Kansas City Chiefs be facing the Saints or the Buccaneers? Probably not. That one doesn't really get the juices flowing. Could it be the Raiders or the Broncos that the Chiefs face in week one? I mean, it is a divisional matchup, but can you see either of those teams adding a quarterback that gets you excited that you want to see the Kansas City Chiefs against? Aiden O'Connell, or whoever the Broncos end up with. and no, not so much. Texans could be an option. The Texans could be this year's Detroit Lions, where the young, hot, upstart team is booked to face the Chiefs in Week 1. So that's a possibility. Same with the Chargers. It's a divisional matchup. Jim Harbaugh, back in the NFL, Justin Herbert. Or... Could it be Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes in week one rematch at the AFC Championship? Or will it be Patrick Mahomes versus Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow is, I can't remember if he's three. Yeah, he's three and one in Kansas City now because he went there in the playoffs and lost after the mayor of Cincinnati cursed him with his awkwardness, but those are the options. I think it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals or the Baltimore Ravens and more likely the Ravens. I think they'll save that Bengals matchup for later in the season and put it in prime time also, but Bengals Ravens chargers Texans. Who do you think the Kansas city chiefs will kick off the season against won't be against the 49ers though. And speaking of the 49ers, Nick Allegretti, tore his UCL in his elbow. So the same injury that Brock Purdy had where he tore the ligament in his elbow, the Chiefs left guard who was filling in for Joe Tooney, the starting left guard, same injury. And so he grits out the game, tears his UCL in his elbow in the second quarter and just finishes the game. Well done by Nick Allegretti. The 49ers also had players playing through injury. Eric Armstead tore his meniscus in his knee, played through that over the past couple of games. Javon Hargrave tore a ligament in his thumb and he played through that. Dre Greenlaw, unfortunately tore his Achilles. So the 49ers were battling on defense and they still held Patrick Mahomes to 19 points in four quarters, but it wasn't enough. Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers has been fired. He is out of there, which comes as a shock. Because the 49ers defense was successful this season. But maybe we shouldn't be that shocked because we had heard there were disagreements between Steve Wilkes and Kyle Shanahan. We had heard that Steve Wilkes doesn't run the same scheme that they're used to. It's not D'Amico Ryans. It's not Robert Sala. It's a new scheme that they're running in San Francisco. And Kyle Shanahan didn't like it and they clashed throughout the season. There was one point where they made him move from the booth to the sideline in order to improve the play calling, but really it was just a power move by Kyle Shanahan, and so now Steve Wilkes is the one that is taking the blame. Steve Wilkes is out of there with the San Francisco 49ers. We know Trent Williams will be back in 2024. He won't be out of there, but... Could Brandon Ayuk join Steve Wilkes and could Brandon Ayuk be out of there as well? Brandon Ayuk is starting to cause a fuss. His partner said in a video, I don't remember if it was a TikTok, an Instagram live, whatever it is, but his partner said that this might be the last time we set foot on Levi Stadium because we might not be here next season. Interesting. And then his brother, Brandon Ayuk's brother, and his best friend, his brother's his best friend, says, or tweets, or Instagrams, this is the exact reason why we leave in San Francisco. Thank you, 49ers, for drafting my brother. We are forever grateful. B.A. to Vegas. Could Brandon Ayuk end up a Las Vegas Raider alongside Devontae Adams with Kobe Myers in the slot? Still catching passes from Aiden O'Connell, or will it be Russell Wilson with the Raiders? But Brandon Ayuk's brother wants to know, why does your all-pro 1,300-yard wide receiver have three catches in the Super Bowl? And this is what shocked me, too. 11 targets for Debo Samuel. And I think it was six for Brandon Ayuk, seven for Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk should be the alpha for the San Francisco 49ers. He's not going to be the alpha for the Las Vegas Raiders. And he's probably going to be back with the 49ers in 2024 because he is under contract for one more season and they're going to go all in once again to try and win another Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan needs it at this point. Does Kyle Shanahan need the Super Bowl so badly that his new
1: defensive coordinator to replace Steve Wilkes ends up being Bill Belichick?